Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation? How we doing today? It is Friday, noon, Eastern Standard Time. That can only mean one good old thing. Ha, we are going inside the electric factory with yours truly, Arthur Motes, and my partner in crime, Mr. Wesley Euler. Between the two of us, one has an awesome head of hair and the other one has a decadent NFL experience. Of course, we'll leave it up to you guys to figure it out. But what you got to know is this. Both of us have the opportunity to witness somebody get their 12th victory this weekend, and I cannot wait. So, with that being said, man, how you doing, my brother? How are you doing today? Well, you know, Arthur Motes, I swear it's the last nice day of 2020 here in Pittsburgh. Man, you know, I, I was thinking that I was driving in today. <laughs> I had my jacket on at first. I'm like, I don't really need my jacket. So I took the jacket off, threw the Ray-Bans on. I thought I was in California for a second. Man, the sun just hit the top of the hood just right, hit the clean spot of the car. Not the dirty part where it snowed and rained the other day. <laughs> no, it hit the clean part of the car, and it looked actually good. It was a nice day. I mean, shout out to Pittsburgh for that, right? I'm not taking credit here, but I mean... I have been saying for like six weeks, this is the last nice day. So I think I've done the reverse jinx thing. Uh-huh. Like I'm jinxing the bad weather away. Uh-huh. So if you live in Western Pennsylvania, you're welcome. Absolutely, man. And listen, not only have you done a great job of that, but today I'm also going to make sure I hold you accountable mm. because you've been really fortunate in terms I'm of. The, I'm getting all yeah, the credit. I, absolutely. And I feel like you got to give credit where credit is due. When you do, when you do the bad jinx, it, it jinxes the weather and makes sure we get good weather. Mm-hmm. When you sing the song, mm-hmm. we typically win. We didn't sing the other day. We saw the results of that. Like I said, you took the L on it, but we understand as a whole, your record since the song has oh. been sung, since we've been doing this together, oh, it's we were, top notch, baby. It is very much top notch. We were doing the math on this yesterday. Uh, we started singing last year officially. Yeah. Well, that was kind of the like on the fly. We made up Rebuttal. some words. Yeah. yeah. So it was really the Cincinnati Bengals Monday night yes. game. Was it Sunday night or Monday night? It was night? Monday night. Okay. Yeah. It was really the Cincinnati in, Bengals in, in game Hines, where yeah. we did the with the song with the music uh-huh. and the and the full production. So the Steelers were one and four for that time, or were they what was it? Or were they oh and three? They were oh and th- oh and three. Oh and three or oh and four at that time. Because they had lost to uh New England, Seattle, and San Fran. Correct. Yeah, oh and three. 0-3. No, no, they were 1-4 because, remember, they played the Bengals the first go-around. That's right. And then, and Baltimore, then Baltimore was after that. So it would have been whatever sung, the game right. was because, after Because Baltimore. it started once Earl Thomas gave the speech. I mean, not Earl Thomas, once uh, Ed Reed gave the speech in Baltimore. And then from there, we did our rebuttal. Then you did the you song. Right. So and then here, from there, so yeah. lost to the Patriots in the opener, lost uh-huh. to the Seahawks, lost to the Niners, beat the Bengals. Yes, on Monday night. Then lost to the Ravens. Yes, when, when, with Mason Rudolph getting out. Yep. Yeah, so so it would have been that following week for the Chargers was the first time we did it with the full production. Mm-hmm. So the Steelers were 1-4 and four when we started doing it. Mm-hmm. They finished the season 8-8. Eight eight and eight. And eight. So they the were 7 and four mm-hmm. last year with us doing it. Mm-hmm. This year they're eleven and zero with us doing this. Correct. So you can blame me for last week. Absolutely, and we take that. We I'll take, take it. it. Taking a stride. But what I'm really saying is, what I'm really seeing is that you're giving me credit for eighteen and four. Hey, Whew. you know how we like to do is keep that same energy, 18 baby. Eighteen and four. Yes, Arthur Motes. We Absolutely. will have the return of the "Here We Go" song, Buffalo edition today. And that's what I'm talking about. I cannot wait. But also got to give big time kudos, man, because we also had named yesterday. 
was the Pittsburgh Steelers nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And this year's nominee is Vance McDonald, Let's man. Let's go, Vance. Shout out to Vance, man. Let's go, Vance. Absolutely, man. That's big time. For anybody that isn't aware of the awards, you uh, you receive this nomination, and uh, each team nominates one person. And the award is given to you for your leadership, for your community impact, things that you're doing off the field. And obviously, you still have to be a productive player on the field, but it, it, it more so highlights the, the charitable work that you're doing to improve your communities. And Vance has been doing a great job. I actually had a chance to uh, work with him a little bit with, the, I think it's Convoy of Hope, actually, okay. doing some stuff with that. I mean, he's a big, big person in, in terms of that organization, man. But I think it was really cool to see him get named that, man, because – it's, it's something that, that, that shouldn't be taken lightly, man. When you talk about making a difference, especially how 2020 especially was as well. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he, you know, continued to be a big dog in the community and make that type of impact to this level where you're getting, recon- uh, where you're getting recognized for it. Just wanted to tip my cap to him for that, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, doing the, the bulk of his work through Convoy of Hope, uh, which is a faith-based organization that helps feed those in need. Um, throughout the world, and obviously right here in Pittsburgh. And that's a, a pretty cool organization, like I said, man, being able to pair with him on one of these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally uh, an 18-wheeler filled of just, like, house supplies, um, whether it's food, cleaning, it, yeah. toilet paper. They'll it have them here, prepared. food, PPE, yeah. cleaning supplies people all across just, Western I mean, Pennsylvania. People are just allowed to just drive up to a parking lot and just pick these items up, man. It's a, it's a really cool setup. They've needed that this year. People have needed that. Communities have needed that this year more than ever before. Mm-hmm. We know a lot of people out there uh, struggling through all this, people who have had their, their livelihoods taken away or maybe reduced you know, in a mm-hmm. certain capacity. Uh, yeah, Vance McDonald started uh, with this company when he was in San Francisco in 2017 with this organization, I mm-hmm. should say. Uh, has kept it rolling here in Pittsburgh and and big tip of the cap to to the big man uh, for all the work he's done this year. Absolutely, man, because let's be real. There's plenty of things that he could be doing with his money. There's plenty of things that he could be doing with his Does time. It, doesn't he have a farm? Like, I, yes, he does. I think he it's lives, in Latrobe. He lives like, like out towards Latrobe. On yeah. like, I, I don't know about a farm, but he's got but no, no, some he, acres he has, of land. He has land, a lot of land. Absolutely. So man. he's, you know, he's got grass to cut. He's yeah. got landscaping that needs done. You know, but but mm-hmm. he's, uh, yes, like you said, there's plenty of other things I'm sure that he could be doing. But man, uh, particularly this year, big shout out to Vance McDonald for all that. Like I said, I think it says a lot about him too that he was involved with those guys when he was in San Francisco playing mm-hmm. for the Niners. He gets traded across the country, what, like three thousand miles yeah. away, and he and he's still keeping that good work going. That, that says man. a lot about him. Absolutely, man. You love to see that right there, man. But uh, we also had some big ball last night, man. We, we talked we about uh, a game. I mean, we just had just this whole weekend in general. I mean, it's a ton of. Big time matchups in terms of playoff ramifications, division championship ramifications. And we got to see two teams that were in that action, both in the AFC and NFC. We're talking about the LA Rams and the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I must say, hmm. I really enjoyed watching that game last night. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So this is my issue, right? <laughs> this is my issue. I usually don't like to, you know, kick a person while they're down. I usually don't like to oh, stop it. poke a little bit of fun at, at a person when, when they're losing. That's true. We're nice guys, but we make exceptions. But but this is what happened. I was doing an interview with Avery Williamson yesterday. We'll hear from him in a little bit in this next segment. And he brought up the best play he's played against, and he said it was Tom Brady. Hmm. And he was talking about how he's never won in New well, England. I guess if you were in that guy's division. And, 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 yeah, and it just so sense. happened that the one thing me and Avery have in common is that we were both in that division, mm-hmm. seeing uh, Tom Brady for multiple times throughout the year. And I, too, share that same sentiment that out of the 12 times I've played him, I've only beat him once, and I've never won in New England. 
and it just started taking me down that rabbit hole. And then it got nasty. <laughs> and then when I turned the game, when I saw them struggling, that I got that weird Grinch smile. You know that one where your, your cheek is everything you start curling. He's like, ah, yeah. And I start feeling so much better. I'm like, I'm like, everybody kicking butt. Look at this pick six right here. Oh, look at Aaron Donald go to work. Oh yeah, this guy looks good. That, shout out to Cam makers. I don't even like Cam makers like that, but I love him today. It just felt good. I'm not gonna lie to you. It felt good to me, man. And more importantly, it felt good because the more they lose like that, man, that's just one less thing you have to worry about in that dance, in that conversation for playoff teams, man. So I was definitely excited about it, man. What say you, my friend? Um, I was not surprised. If you listen to the show mm-hmm. on Wednesday, you heard me when we did Best of the West. Yeah, I, you you I, were not sold on a 45-point uh, victory last week by the Patriots. I do remember that. <laughs> yes. I, 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 have, uh, I have sung the praises of the L.A. Rams for a few weeks now. I think that defense is. I mean, you convinced me. Trust me, I've been changing my tune with them. Also, right now, they're they're. Oh man, this is tough. The only thing that can that would hold me back from saying absolutely they are slam dunk my team to come out of the NFC right now, Motsi. Jared Goff is turning the ball over a lot, and and like I've said good things about Jared Goff throughout these past couple weeks, but he's turning the ball over a lot, and and and. That's a problem. He leads the league in turnovers, Jared Goff This is does. true. This is very true. That's the only thing that gives me pause about the Rams because other than that, yeah. man, they are really good. They can run the ball. They got playmakers on offense. And, mm-hmm. and like you said, I, mean, I that, love the receivers, man. Between Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, man. Uh, even the tight end out there. Uh, was he? Uh, Higby. Higby, yeah. Yep. All, all, I mean, I feel like that is good. Like you yep. said, with, with Goff, the decision-making, that's what you really got to come down to. And it's funny because when you're talking about some of these younger quarterbacks – I mean, we're going to get on Josh Allen in a little while, and it's a similar situation where, granted, his he hasn't turned the ball over at a, a rate of golf, but you can still see what both of their games were just sometimes with the decision-making, sometimes a little bit too much self-confidence has led to some of these untimely turnovers, mm-hmm. man. And that's the thing where at that stage in your career when you're transitioning from, all right, potentially good to potentially in that great category or an elite category, you got to find that balance. I feel like the 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 top-tier quarterbacks, they find that balance yeah. of self-belief, but at the same time respecting their opponent, not thinking that they can make every single throw, not thinking that they can squeeze the ball into every single window. Hmm. And I think once they can better understand that, we'll see that number in terms of the turnovers go down drastically and that's for both of those guys. We're talking about Allen and uh, Jared yeah. Goff because they're very similar from that standpoint. I think that's a good call by you. Yeah. And and Josh Allen has gotten much better in that department this year. That's been a part of the reason why the Bills are playing so well. Like you said, we'll we'll talk about him more in depth here as we roll forward. NFC West going to be fun to watch finish here, huh? Is who? I mean, who, I was just looking at this. Who the, who the Seahawks play again this weekend? Now now I'm drawing a blank. Give oh me, just no give no! Me one second. Oh here. my goodness! I just had it too. Golly. Um, the Seattle Seahawks play. Oh, they play the Jets. The Jets, this yeah, because it's, it's a bounce back game uh, for them. That's a W. No no no! Because this is why they said it's important. Because we said the same thing last week against the against Giants. The Giants, and we saw how that performance worked out for Correct. them. So this is one of those games where. All right, is it a get right, or are we seeing some more exposure mm. happening? That's what we need to know. Even so, if yeah. it is more exposure, I mean, the Jets are just going to call a cover zero defense at the end hey. and let Russell Wilson throw it down. <laughs> it's crazy, right? That, that, that the, the NFC West is going to be fun to watch. But we thought the NFC West, I think, would be a lot of fun coming into yes, this year between Seattle and San Fran. Uh huh. Well, well, we, we just, even said a little bit with Arizona, with Arizona too. Arizona we said too. Arizona has been surprising, and they've Arizona a, right they've now they've got a big one. Yeah, because I feel like Arizona and Seattle are in similar places right now. They've dropped a couple. 
they've shown glimpses of dominance, mm-hmm. but you see how flawed they are. Mm-hmm. And now they're at that point in the season where you can't allow too many more of these the mishaps. The tape's out there. Yeah. yeah. And when you start flirting with five, six, seven losses, now it's going to get a lot tighter, a lot more difficult for you. Because of, I mean, when you look at some of the teams in terms of the the NFC in in general, I mean, you're not going to be able to, outside of the NFC East, you're not seeing a lot of those teams with those type of records. Right. So it's going to be very difficult to get into the playoffs if you aren't, Absolutely, you know, <laughs> handling these type of games Tampa like this, Bay, man. Seven and five, yeah. Like there's all some those teams the that about are Tampa Arizona, Bay, six Tampa and Bay, six. Arizona, Seattle. They're all kind of bunched in there together right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if we really go down the list, we could find a couple of other teams from the NFC that are in similar cases like that as well. Well, it's funny you say that, Arthur Motes. Uh, Vikings are six and six. Bucks are seven and five. And and and, oh, and who plays the, uh, the Vikings? Have a big game this weekend. Now that I think the about Vikings it, Vikings play the play Tampa yeah, Bay. Tampa this, Bay. This, I must say it's weekend. a big time game. Big yeah, absolutely. So so you're gonna have right whoever doesn't win the division in the West. Mm-hmm. Let's let's it's just let's say it's the Rams for now. Right. Seahawks will be nine and four. We think after they beat the Jets this weekend, mm-hmm. Seattle six and six right now. Tampa's seven and five. You got the Vikings at six and six. If they beat the Bucks, they would have the tiebreaker over them. Yeah, it's it's interesting in the NFC. In Without a doubt, of, man. In terms of those wild card positions, it, it really is. It's going to come down to the wire here for sure. Yes, indeed. And I think that's the beauty when you get to this point of the year. That's why everybody loves December because it's the fun. games mean so, so much more now, man. The significance. There is no more confusion of, oh, in the first month, the team could be 4-1. and one, And you're like, is this a good team? Is this a bad team? Are they contenders? Are they not contenders? At this stage in the, uh, at this stage in the season, there is no secrets. We know who are the contenders, who aren't the contenders. We know the the teams that are really vying for playoff spots, and that's the beautiful part of the situation. So, like I said, man, we're going to see how this thing continues to play out as this road continues to narrow, man. Yes, sir. Good yes, times, sir. man. Good times. But when we come this back. This is what we play for. This is what we play for, baby. Yes, indeed. So, look, when we come back, we're going to get a chance to hear from Avery Williamson as he talks about the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, and Coach Tommen, man, in terms of once he's gotten here, what he's been like being around him. So, definitely excited to hear from him. But, like I said, man, this is you Lauren Motes on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, indeed. This is Motes and Euler on SNR. And uh, yesterday I had a chance to talk to Avery Williamson a little bit on my podcast, Arthur Motes Experience with Deke. And talked a little bit about uh, the Buffalo Bills offense and Josh Allen and more so how to stop him. And a little bit on Coach Tomlin as well. So here we go right here with Avery Williamson. Enjoy. Now, transitioning to, to this week, man, what are you seeing from the Bills offensively on tape, man? What are some of the keys to ultimately, man, making y'all guys have a successful performance against them? Yeah, man, the thing the thing with, with uh, the Bills, man, really, uh, we're just going to have to to make sure that we're keeping keeping him in the pocket, keep Josh Allen in the pocket. Uh, we're going to definitely going to have to uh, make him uncomfortable back there. Can't just let him sit back there and throw because, uh, man, he's, he's definitely – he's improved with his throwing, and, man, he's making some great throws. And, uh, man, he's definitely doing some great things back there. So we got to make sure that we're getting pressure on him. And uh, that's that's how we're going to be able to, to, to beat this team. Um, just can't just let him sit back there and pick us apart. 
Absolutely. And for those that don't know, you actually have already faced him this year as well when you were with the uh, the Jets also, right? Ah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Would have faced him would have faced him twice. I was I strained my hamstring that first leading up to that that uh first week. The opening week, yeah. We played him, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, so um but uh yeah, man, it's my second time playing against him. So um I know the team and and uh man, it's ready to go out there and get a win, man. I I've been up there played before, so it's definitely it's definitely a uh, a tough team, you know. When the fans are there, it's a tough environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a team that's that's definitely playing some good ball. So we're gonna have to uh, we gotta work it out for us. But definitely know this group will be ready. What has been your experience like thus far with uh, Coach Tomlin? Has he given any like sayings that make you think <laughs> or anything like that? Do you have a do you have a Coach Tomlin story thus far? Um. I guess not yet. Uh, but I mean, overall, man, he just like just super just he just like like laid back man he's like he chill he, I mean, he, he'll keep it real with you man like he ain't gonna sugarcoat anything like that's the thing i like about coach Tomlin, man like he'll he'll tell you how it is and and um you know if you're doing good or doing bad he's gonna tell you and there's no in between so um that's the thing i really appreciate appreciate about you know him because uh you know a lot of organizations that beat around the bush but, you know, it's just like, I'd rather, you know, you tell me straight, how am I doing? You know, what do you like, don't like? But, uh, man, overall, he's a good dude. And, and uh, you know, I only, only met him, like, once before I signed here. And, uh, but, man, definitely, uh, I've enjoyed playing for him these last few weeks. I like Yeah, that, that's man. what literally everyone has said. That's what Moats has said. Any other Steeler, we talk about Tomlin. That's, like, that's it, word for word. Laid back. Yeah. Sharp, mentally. Knows how yeah. to motivate. I mean, just it's a good dude to be around man it's just, yeah, yeah exactly like explain it right <laughs> exactly <laughs> and that was uh Steelers linebacker Avery Williamson um I'm excited though man I'd say it's a sizable game coming up for Mr. It, Williamson it, it is man he <laughs> this is what we wanted right we, we talked about once the injuries to Devin Bush happened we were saying hey man we need to get another guy we made the trade for Avery Williamson we were all excited about it and we've all been asking, when is he going to get an expanded role? When are we going to see his playing time increase? It did increase last week prior to Robert Spillane going down. I know a lot of people saw the end stats and Avery leading the league and uh, leading the team in tackles and just solely associated that with, well, Robert went down. He played so much more because of that. Even when Robert was healthy and available and still playing in the game, Avery was out there early on. They were already starting to expand his role a little bit more. Now, it's going to be interesting to see how he handles this situation where potentially no Spillane, obviously Vince Williams being added to the COVID list yesterday, he becomes the alpha inside backer. He becomes the the, the main guy because now you're looking at either potentially activating Ulysses Gilbert off of IR, but he hasn't played since – trying to think what was that Tennessee that sounds about, yeah I, f- I feel like Tennessee was when he when he hurt yeah. when he got his back hurt and he hadn't played since then that was when they put him on IR so outside of him you either have was it Anto- uh, Antoine Brooks yep. and uh, Marcus, Marcus Allen. Allen so not a lot of depth not a lot of experience at the inside linebacker position now with Avery when you watch him play I mean he's showing a lot more comfort on tape and obviously the carryover from him being under Dick LeBeau as well has helped him out he talked about that a little bit in that interview as well but to me man I'm still that that's the part that's making me uneasy because we know that's the quarterback of the defense and we've seen multiple scenarios now where a linebacker goes down and how this team has struggled 
throughout the years. I mean, we could go back to when Shazier, when it happened with him, obviously with uh, when, when it happened with Devin, we were able to uh, get, get some really good productivity from Spillane, yeah, but nobody yeah. really could anticipate that happening. But this is the part that makes me nervous. From the communication standpoint, set in the front, yep. the coverage element of it, the checks associated with that, and then whether or not if he's wearing the mic or not, if he's not wearing the mic, okay, what happens when the person that is wearing the mic comes out for a play or two? Because in the past they've used T.J. Watt, and that's why I just went with that analogy because right. they've used him before, but he subs out. So if he's coming off the field, now we're hand-signaling in potentially – Two guy who's been on this team for a couple of weeks. That right. that does make me a little bit more uneasy compared to earlier in the week. Uh, I hope it's good news you're about it to is tell me. Good. Well, no, it, it relates to what you were just talking about. Avery Williamson um, just had some media availability here. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes ago, Avery Williamson said he will be the one wearing the green dot versus okay. the Bills. So there we go. So yeah, that, Now, I do like that because at least this way we don't have to worry about the hand, the hand signaling into him. Correct. Because we know the guys on the edge in terms of TJ and your pass rushers, they come in and out. They, I mean, there's no way you're going to be able to play 100% of the snaps at, at a Pro Bowl caliber level at the NFL like that. Not at the edge rusher. You just, no. It does not happen. It no. doesn't matter if it's Von Miller, right. Khalil Mack, everyone at that breather. position you have to sub out, man. Yeah. So that is good to know that Avery will be in. And I like the fact with him having the mic on, the coaching, uh, in terms of Keith Butler, mm-hmm. he will be able to give him some tips as long as he gets the call to him early in the the place. Uh, in terms kind of the, of talk uh, him the through some stuff, right? So essentially, the way it works is you have once the the play clock resets, you have 15 seconds to talk. Now you can't speak to them; they can only talk to you. But through 15 seconds, they can give you the call and they can give you some tips. So typically, hey, watch for this, right? Hey, so typically, yeah. it's like, hey, Wes, man, I want you to run a tight Sammy 33. Tell Bud, don't forget the buzz on the number one. And we can get all that in 15, 15 seconds, seconds, right? For sure. But yeah. it could be a scenario now where I'm like, hey, Wes, we got a tight Sammy 33, but now listen, you got to line up right over the guard in the 30 technique, your hook drop. Remember, 10 to 12, one yard outside of the hash, all right? Don't chase the cheese. I got to tell you all that specifically now instead of being able to give clues to potentially other players who might right, need it. Right, But at least I'm talking directly huh. to you. Sure. So it's not the whole telephone game of, all sure. right, you tell me, now I got to tell him, now I got to hope that he remembers to tell this person. So that part does make it a little bit cleaner. But you see just now how much of a strain this could potentially be on this defense because that's just the call itself. That doesn't have anything to do with your checks. You see right there me telling you the technique. I couldn't even tell you, hey, don't forget if it goes through by one, we're going to check the cover six. I couldn't get that part. You can't get all that out in 15 seconds. Right, don't know. Hey. The microphone's cut off. Right? Yeah, it will cut off. It yeah. like it, it does not. It's a hard stop. 15. So if the coach, and we, we would get on the coach sometimes because not every coach gets the call in fast. Some yeah, like to wait. You gotta, you gotta. Yeah, and you and you'll look over. And you're like, dude, come on, you come on, like, because you know once it cuts off, you it's over. Kind of take your time, but yeah. you gotta hurry up at the in the, in absolutely, the same man. Because yeah. once it cuts off, you're just stuck. And now you're looking around like, dude, I don't have a call. And then you got 10 other guys looking at you like, yo, what's, what's the, the call? call? What's the call? <laughs> <laughs> so you could just see, though, what I'm saying, though, in terms of the strain that it can put. Sure. The, the beauty of having Vince out there is Vince gets everyone lined up. And if it's a check, if we're – I mean, a lot of a lot of what Pittsburgh does is, is very um, reactionary into the formations, right? Two by two versus three by one. And then sometimes they'll do specific things for personnel. In terms of, okay, if we're playing Stephon Diggs, we might want to roll all our coverages to his side. So even though typically if we're playing a cover six, our squat corner's on the backside, if Diggs is over there, I want to treat that as if it's cover six. Like, it's certain things that they will do like that. We're gonna, They're going to be asking Avery to be able to communicate that, execute that at a high level. 
He's only been here for a couple weeks, though. So, yeah. like I said, that's the part that still makes me a little uneasy. It, it, it has made me tailor my expectations for him in this particular game. Now, if he was out there with Vince this game, I, I would expect so much different. more from him. Yeah. But they're going to be putting a lot on his plate. When you're the green dot guy, that is a lot that's added to your plate, man. Mm-hmm. And especially as the new guy. Right. He's been here for a month. Yeah. And in that month... He's gotten some spin, but it's not like no, he's nowhere near what nowhere he's about near to, experience what he's about right to have now, on man. Sunday night. Yeah, and, and like I say, even last week when his his role expanded and Spillane went out and he played the rest of the snaps, he still was the B linebacker, meaning right. the A linebacker is the guy who has the headset, the green dot, who does all the communication, who gets the call from the coach, who sets the defense, who has all the checks. When you, I mean, it's easy to be Robin. Now I need you to go be Batman. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. a lot more difficult. I would think, though, right, um, better in that regard that there's – what do they – they call it Orchard Park now? Yeah, Orchard Park. Yeah, well, no, it's not that they call it Orchard Park. The stadium has always been at Orchard Park. Oh, uh, okay. But Buffalo, it's no different, like – Is okay, it still th- New Era Field or no? No, they've changed that. Now it's okay. just Bills Field. But it's okay. no different than, like, all right, we're downtown Pittsburgh, but the stadium could be in Green Tree or the stadium could be in Bethel Park. We're not going to say it's the Bethel Park Steelers. It would still be Pittsburgh Steelers, even the stadiums like, over there. Like the Giants and the Jets. Correct, absolutely. Yeah, yeah so like the Santa Clara concept. 49ers. Yeah, yeah I yeah. got you. Like the Washington football team. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> even the New England Patriots. Uh, I want to yeah. say, yeah, yeah, they're, them too. So yep. it's a good amount of teams that don't actually play in the city that right. their team is named so after. So Orchard Park yeah, is they're, the, they're is in the Orchard area Park, where though. the stadium yeah. is. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Um It'll help that there's not going to be, what, 60,000, 70,000 screaming fans in Orchard Park in, a, in terms yes, of this communication yes, for Avery and, and Keith Butler, right? Absolutely. That's a huge bonus for those guys, man. They're going to be able to hear each other very clear. Um, the communication should be good. The only thing, like I said, that I'm more so concerned about right now, and this is what happens when you, just from the physical element of it, for Avery, when you're going through – the process of not playing a lot, right? You go from being traded, and then when you get traded here, you didn't see a lot of snaps, and then when you were playing, it was very situational-based. Now you're about to be thrust into a role where you're playing 100% of the snaps from right. start to finish. Right, So even from There a is car- no reprieve. So from a cardio standpoint, that's going to be a little bit different. So early on, I do think that that could present some challenges, just him getting his wind and getting his legs under him while having to communicate. When you're the beach here, when, when you're the, the, the Robin in the situation – when you're tired, you're able to catch your breath because you don't have to do the talking. You don't have to tell the guys to call. You don't have to set everything, the front, the coverage. You don't have to do that. Whereas right now for Avery, he's not even going to have that luxury of at least getting to play himself into right. that level game shape. Right. He's just going to have to be out there on the fly. Tri- like Trial by fire. Yeah, lungs yeah. burning and having to talk the whole time, not even getting a chance to really catch his breath. So it's going to be very interesting just to see how that whole dynamic plays out early in the game. I don't anticipate it being as big in the second half. Sure. Because by then you've already had your second win, you got your flow of the game, you're good. But early on, that could present some issues. Very interesting. The people are digging that breakdown by Arthur Motes. Uh, Steven says here, the uh, body fifty two really teaching the green dot masterclass today. I like that the green dot masterclass. Hey, all right, shout out. That's like you know if you were ever gonna do if you were ever gonna do seminars for uh, you know playing linebacker in the NFL, you could call it the green dot masterclass. There, there we go. Uh, the lit one, Rebecca. <laughs> lit, 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 lit. Uh, says I remember Moats explaining the green dot last year. I like this deep dive. Um, and Jason wants to know: Is Avery playing a similar role uh, in the steel with the Steelers this Sunday that he had in New York? In terms of being that guy um, for the defense, I think is what Jason. Oh, means in terms by of the communication, right? Like, um, like being the quarterback of the defense, right, right, right. the green dot well, we'll guy. We'll put it like the, this: 
for Avery, I don't remember for this year because he was coming back from the ACL injury early in the season, and he was also out of the lineup for a game or two with the hamstring issue early on as well. So I, I don't know if he wore it predominantly. And then obviously last year he tore his ACL, so that wasn't the case for him at all. But I do think he's worn it before in his career, especially in Tennessee. Yeah. I know he was the green yeah. dot guy down there. So he is familiar with the operations of it. But it's just different. I mean, it's one of those things. I've worn it before when I was in Buffalo. I mean, when you're not having it on, it's a lot easier. You think it's easy. You talk about it. It's like, man, I could do the green dot. And then you put the green dot on, you're like, oh, okay, practice is one thing. You get in the game, and it's like, holy cow. You, you talk about that cardio element of it, yeah. too. You, you've, got those fif- a- you've got those 15 to 30 seconds mm-hmm. between plays. Like you don't just typically get to, that's you when you're catching your breath. You don't just get right. to stand there and catch your breath. You're you trying to be, listen to coach, and then you got to scream to everybody yeah. on the field, and like, everyone is looking at you with that yes. sense of urgency because the Bills will implement tempo if they feel it's necessary. Heck yeah. And when you see that offense breaking the huddle, and you still haven't heard the call, and everybody's still looking at you, that's a bad feeling. And there is no, there is nothing that you can do in practice to get you used to that feeling. It's one of those things you you don't understand until y'all. It's kind of like that feeling that you're about to drown. I can describe it to you, but you don't fully understand it cool. until you've been about cool. to drown. And then you're just, like, whoa. Just shed a, sim- <laughs> a shiver up my spine. And that's Everybody how it is, bro. like a kid and you yes, get caught absolutely, like, in the water man. The, the ocean or absolutely. something. Absolutely. And, and that's away. how it is, oh, man. When you're out feeling. there, you're out there and you're gassed and you're looking like, all right, I need this call. I need to catch my breath. And everybody's looking at me for this call. It's one of those feelings that, like I said, you can give a glimpse of it, explaining it, but there, it doesn't even come close to when you're actually experiencing it, man. Deer in headlights, yes. I imagine, right? Yes, indeed, yeah, man. For sure. Yeah, we got a lot of people chiming in here that, about you suiting up this week. I mean, oh, man, come on now, we've baby. We've been doing this for three days now. Hey, hey, hey man. <laughs> look, look, those days are long gone, baby. I'm enjoying retirement. Wifey loves it. The kids love it. <laughs> Besides, I can't come out of retirement, man. I'm a virtual school teacher. My man, G Money, my son, he needs me. So you got a lot to, added to, to the resume. Saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm holding it down as a, a virtual teacher, man. So I got to keep that thing going. Otherwise, it would have been different, you know. But <laughs> but blame it on virtual school right now, all right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. We'll take it. But but they're right, though, man. Like, that, that has been an issue, man. At the linebacker position, we've seen a, a couple injuries now, significant ones. Where not only you got obviously Devin Bush missing the whole rest of the season, Spillane is going to be out for a good amount of time. And right now, with it being uh, a couple games left in the regular season, those become very much significant. Yes, and then you do. just lose Bud Dupree. This is going to be a second game without him. I mean, th- those injuries at the linebacker position are starting to pile up and really put a strain on this defense. And that doesn't even get to Joe Hayden being in the concussion protocol and the status of Steven Nelson in terms of him actually being 100% in stadium. Because when you're a late scratch like he was last week, you never know what that really entails from a practice standpoint. Even though they put you as a full participant, when you look up the rules in terms of how do you classify full versus limited and all that other stuff – it's some gray areas in there. So you just never really under you never really know to what extent he is, you know, uh, uh, fully 100%, man. So it's going to be, like I said, interesting to see come Sunday night, what does he even look like if he's available? And we are anticipating him being available, but to what capacity? Whole lot of questions, Arthur Motes, heading into Sunday <sighs> evening. Yes. Whole lot Indeed, of questions. Indeed, man. We'll see if they become answers. Absolutely. But we also need this, though, man. What do we need? 
we need the Power Grid and the Megawatts to continue to oh, get their tweets yeah. in because we haven't talked about score predictions from the Power Watt. I mean, from the uh, from the Megawatts and the Power Grid. We haven't talked about just your regular tweets as it pertains to the show. If you have any of those things, man, like I said, score predictions, comments about the matchup, whatever it may be, make sure you get those questions into us, man, on the Twitter.com at the body 52 Dubai. At Wesley Euler. The good hair. But I say yes because, you know, we are super interactive, baby. This is what we do. Uh a lot of praise for uh, for your breakdown there, Motsi. Uh, Oklahoma Zone <laughs> uh, giving us a shout-out here. G-Rob giving us a shout-out. Says his Steelers fans were so lucky to have uh, DeBody and Wes to give us such detailed info and a look behind the curtain. Great stuff. Love the Friday show, guys. Uh, appreciate the kind words. Absolutely. Yes, yes, indeed. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, last one here as it kind of relates to this topic before we, before we go to break mm-hmm. here. Uh, Brett tweets and asks, let's say Avery can't handle the responsibilities during the game. Would they give the green dot to somebody else? I don't so, think you're allowed no, to, you, right? You are not allowed Unless to. Unless Avery were to get an injury Correct. that so, knocks him so out of the game. So this is how it works. Absolutely. So you essentially have two helmets that have the green dot, okay? And with those helmets, only they they one's legit one, locked one, away. One's, they have a a legit like treasure chest with yes. a locking key. And you can't even get the key without getting approval from the NFL during the game to unlock it, right? And essentially the way it works is only one guy can have that mic at a time. So if he is out there but he's not playing well and you pull him off the game or you pull him off the field and put him on the bench, then you're going to play the rest of that game without having a green dot guy because your green dot guy is on the sideline. The only way you can switch green dot helmets is if that player were injured and he cannot return to the game. That's the only way. Other than that, you got to go to hand signals or wristbands. Yep. And, yeah. You don't want to go. You don't want to do that right now. Uh, real quick, this is not we, – we love getting tweets like this. Uh, R. Bracey says – um, on October 7th, I had to have my prostate removed due to cancer. I usually catch your guys' show when it's replayed later, but during my last two months of recovery, I've been able to listen to the show live. It was a big part of my day catching all the SNR shows. Uh, I actually sent some tweets, and hearing you guys read them on air is, for me, winning. I just want to let you guys know the important role you and the rest of SNR played in my recovery, plus the fact that the Steelers are winning. Uh, I returned to work. Uh, I'm a police officer of 25 years this past Monday cancer-free, and then in all capital letters, victory. Hey, let's go, love, man. You know hey, that is awesome right there, there is man. No bigger, for, forget 11-0. and 0, that, That's for, big time right there, the baby. Forget the Super Bowl. There is no bigger victory than cancer-free. So Absolutely, let me, man. Let me hit the drop one time. Victory! I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> hey, Simpatico hey, right there, man. Let's get it. Uh, R. Bracey. Thanks for the tweet, man. We yeah, we, we seriously doubt, do. We we love Moats and I are both grinning like crazy in here. We're we're happy that we can that that you made us a part of your recovery process. We're honored um, that you think that us and Tunch and Wolf and Matt and Dale, everybody on SNR, uh, helped you get through this really tough time in your life. Thank you um, for the kind words. Very humbling, man. Very yeah, humbling. Very humbling for sure. And uh, keep tweeting, and we'll keep reading them on air, and you'll keep winning. How about Absolutely, that? Absolutely, <laughs> man. This is what we do, and also what we do is this. When we come back, it's the end of the first hour. Oh, uh-oh. It's time to bring back that singing thing. You know that? That's for la 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time for that one. It's time no, for that. Oh, a deer, a female deer. So after a one-week Ray, hiatus, a drop of golden sun. after a one-week hiatus, the Me, return of Wesley Euler's official Pittsburgh Steelers diss track, here we go, will make its return. Ah, yes, yes, yes. So I am excited. So with that being said, make sure you stay tuned because we are coming back soon. It's Mo Singula on Steelers Nation Radio. Victory!
This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, indeed, man. This is Motes and Euler. I don't know why they keep saying Euler and Motes as if it's not Motes host Friday. Come on now. You know how we do when we're inside the electric factory on a Friday. <sighs> but we also know what we like to do when we're inside the electric factory on a Friday. Oh, no. In the final segment of the first hour. Oh, no. We got these things. They like to call them show benchmarks. Ha uh-huh. ha. Oh. So, somebody's doing some radio homework. Okay. Wow, you're really over okay. Here. <laughs> and in our first show benchmark, we like to do a thing where we sing the good old song mm-hmm. titled Here We Go. And you know what, Motsi? What's up? We're going to get a, a, a new official Roger Wood Here We Go song. That, this weekend? The Steelers take care of business on Sunday night. This weekend? Or even if they don't, as long as the Browns take well, care of business. Well, that's true. As long as the Ravens take care <laughs> of business for us. Just, just, somebody got to take care of business this weekend, baby. One I got to imagine, um, like, you know how the new thing with all these big artists is to, like, drop a surprise album on people? Yeah. You know, Beyonce just drops an album. Taylor Swift just drops say, an what, what's album. Your, what's your thoughts on the surprise albums? Do you like them? Yes and no. I agree. I feel the same way. Sometimes it's like, oh, I like dope. the hype. But this, I, I agree. Sometimes I like looking forward yes. to it. It's kind of like when you hear like a movie's about to drop, you're like, oh, man, the anticipation, the anticipation. of it. anticipation. Like, versus I just turn on Netflix like, oh, new movie. So Cool. Quick quick aside. I was in like fifth grade when Star Wars Episode One came out, all right? Uh-huh. The Phantom Menace. Yeah, so that was yeah. the first Star Wars that I was Same like, you here. know, oh, yeah. to go to the theaters and everything. And I remember like walking out of that and being like, Dad, 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 mm-hmm. when's the next one? When's the next one? Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, probably not for like two years, three years. <laughs> and I was like, What? What do you mean? Why, yes. why do we have to wait that long? And my dad goes, Because you gotta build the anticipation, man. Absolutely. Come on. <laughs> if you drop them all right now, I mean it loses its flair after you see it, it's over. So we're still waiting, uh, first Roger Wood. A new edition of the Here We Go song since the Steelers last made so the 17. playoffs. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for uh, for two years now, we've been giving you our edition, Arthur Motes. 18-4 and four oh. since we started doing that. How you like that? Uh, we'll take the blame for last week. That's fine. Time to get back on track. Give us the credit for this week. Here we go. Oh, it feels good. Hey, and shout out to you, Just CR. This right. one's for you, baby. CR, this is for you. <laughs> this is for you, baby. This one's for you. You know it's all about love, baby. Here we go now. Let me get my man West. Come on, baby. Give it to me. We cheer the Stellars, the black and the gold. What else, though? It's kind of Pittsburgh's heart and soul. Okay, keep talking some more, though. The Stiller Nation has the best radio hosts. We listen to SNR with Euler and Now, what's up? Talk to him, baby. Up the road we go to Buffalo. The 716, all right. There's one thing yens need to know. Talk about it, Yeah, we suffered our first defeat. But on Sunday night, it's wings and wins that we eat. Here we go. Nothing like a double W, baby. Yes, indeed. That's how we do it, and that's what we will continue to do. You thought that loss last week was going to knock us off? Nah, buddy. We're back and ready to get after it. So just like the Steelers going to do, Wes, give me that good, good, good in verse number two. 
Yeah, it's time for the Stillers to bounce back. Bounce back season, uh-huh. Didn't sing a song last week. We lacked. That's all. That's what we'll take that. But we're back in prime time like Jimmy Fallon. It's gonna be a long night for Josh Allen. Here we go. Oh, we gotta get out there, my friend. Look at that boy TJ White, defensive player of the year. Oh, he gonna do him nice and dirty. And after that, we gonna be partying with that 12th win. But you know what else we gotta do in this last part, baby? We gotta kill him officially. So get to me. Yeah, the offense needs a kickstart. Here comes Ben with the shot to the heart. Ah, uh, here we go now. Ain't dropping no balls, you'll see. And we get back on track with another victory. And you better believe we're going to catch every pass, man. You better believe Deontay, Eric Ebron, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, Vance McDonald, James Washington. Oh, they cannot wait. They can't wait. Can't wait. And it's going to be one of those type of situations in Buffalo, baby. So eat your wings while you can because the Primandy Brothers is coming up there to show you what's really good. And I'm telling you from both sides, I can't wait. Let me ask you, Arthur Mose, uh -huh. on the it. subject of wings yeah. and wins. Uh-huh. I believe I'm correct, right? It's Anchor Bar and Duffs, those are the big two. Yes. It's like uh am I right in saying that? No, no, no. Yeah, you're okay. right, you're right. It's yeah. like uh is it like Fiori's and Minios? Correct. Yes. Where does Arthur Motes hang Anchor his bar, hat? It's not even a debate. Okay. Yeah, not in debate. I, I like my wings, wings, not soup wings. Duff's going to have your wings sitting in the sauce. Oh, like a lot of sauce. Yeah, in the, I'm not about that life It's either. in a bowl, and it's like, all right, it's, it's kind of soup. It's got to be the crispy skin. Yes, yes, crispy skin me, man. I'm with but you on that. But some people like, I mean, it's 50-50, it's though. I, people are, are splitting on the I middle I told you it, my man. Anchor Bar story, or no? No. I've, I've been to the Anchor Bar. I've never been to Duff's, but I've been the to the OG Anchor Bar. right? Yep, okay. Fresh, freshman year of college, 2010, NCAA basketball tournament where the Mountaineers went to the Final yeah, Four. Yeah, um, you said You said 10, right? 2010. Yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. um, they played their first round games. First uh -huh. two games uh, against Morgan State yes. and Missouri, uh -huh. I think, at was at the time was Fifth Third Bank? Or no, no, no. It, it was First S Bank. First Bank. Yeah, yeah. First, 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 yeah. first National and Bank that, Arena. Yeah, they changed like SC or SH. Yes. It changes banks yeah, yeah, every couple absolutely. years. Um, but I remember that. Absolutely, I remember. My, mm -hmm. my friends and I, freshman year of college, we got tickets in the lottery for uh -huh. like, you know, the student discount rate. Uh -huh. And we're like, we're you know, it's like four hours from Morgantown, was, four yeah. and a half hours from Morgantown. We're driving up to Buffalo for the weekend. One of our buddies, uh, his family lived up there, so we had a place to stay. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't have to pay for a hotel or anything like that. Let's do it. Uh, had a great time while we were up there, okay? So WVU played like Thursday night and then Saturday. You mm -hmm. know how that works? Like you play back-to-back -back days yeah, in the yeah. tournament. Mm -hmm. Saturday before the game, or sorry, Saturday they played at noon. Uh -huh. We won. We beat Missouri to go to the Sweet 16. We go to Anchor Bar afterwards to celebrate. Mm -hmm. Syracuse was playing in the night game. Yes. So when we get to Anchor Bar, there's we sit down, the four of us, you know, 18, 19-year-old college <laughs> freshmen, and there's a huge table of like 30 Syracuse people yeah. that are waiting. They're having like their pregame meal mm -hmm. before their game. And you got to think, to Syracuse, the Buffalo is not far either. Correct. Yeah, it's exactly. All exactly. Absolutely. And so, remember, at this point, the Big East was still a thing. We were still, I mean, it's still a thing now, but the Big East was still it, it with. Was, it was OG Big Right, East. with yeah. Syracuse, with Pitt, Correct. with WVU. So we sit down, and there's that friendly chirping, whatever. You know, like, oh, here comes the Mountaineers, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, um, but they started talking to us. Yeah, you guys in college. Yeah, we went to Syracuse, and we kind of became buddy-buddy with this table. Well, they get up, and they're going to leave because they're going to the stadium for their game. Right, right. And the one guy who was kind of the – Sitting at the head of the table, the guy right. who looked like he organized the whole thing, uh -huh. um, comes up to us and he's like, do you guys order yet? And we're like, no. And he goes, good, don't. I got you taken care of. What? He, he ordered us 100 wings, Motsi. 
this Syracuse alumni <laughs> bought us $89 worth of wings and That's said awesome, and man. said enjoy college it's the best it's the best you know the most That's fun awesome, years bro. of your life and WVU had just won the Big East tournament uh-huh. uh you know Madison Square Garden where, against where? Georgetown a couple weeks earlier he goes this is for beating George cuz Syracuse hates Georgetown right, absolutely. he goes yeah. this is a thank you for beating Georgetown in the Big East Dude, championship awesome, man. welcome welcome to welcome to buffalo that and bought us awesome, $90 100 wings that is awesome, at the anchor bro. bar so that's my anchor that's bar dope. story i like that it was great it, it, it was a awesome. cool little setup too man how it's like i mean just the table setups the bar setup in there man it's it's cool it's not it's a, a cool place spot. where you feel like it's not family friendly. Like, right. it's it's a nice little vibe. Feels a lot there. like the OG Permanis kind absolutely. of just, just bigger. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like that's that's definitely the yeah. vibe, man. I mean, just anytime I think of both cities, man, they're so similar to me, man. It's crazy. It is very it's similar. Crazy, crazy, man. Colder up there though, for sure. Just just tab it. <laughs> uh, should we get to should we get to Me's tweet before who? we go to break who? here? Me? Who? Oh, oh, that yeah, me. All right, let's do it. Me says today is my forty second birthday. All I want is a seventh Lombardi. Is that too much to ask for? Not at all. No, but I will say but this, happy man. Happy birthday, me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear me. me. Happy birthday to you. And many more. Feliz cumpleaños a ti. Me? May you live to see six more Lombardis. Not just a seventh. Six more Lombardis. Absolutely. Me asks, is our faith in the Steelers offense shaken? Um... No, for me, I, it's not shaking at all. Is it something that I do feel needs to be addressed? Absolutely. Do I think that these next two games are going to be a crossroads in terms of seeing are they going to admit that they have flaws and try to address them, or are they going to continue to do the same things they've done and hope that they can get out of stadiums that way? That's what I'm most interested to see. And then from there, then I'll be able to better tell you if I'm a lot more concerned if mm-hmm. I've given up hope on it or if I'm feeling a little bit more optimistic about it. But it's really going to uh, – the telltale sign is going to be these next two games because we're going to get a chance to see them versus a really good opponent. Yeah. And then we're going to get a chance to see them against a little bit uh, easier of an opponent. Yeah. But either way, we're going to get a chance to see yep. <laughs> what that philosophy is. Has it changed or are they still doing what they do? Me also asks who on defense needs to step up the remainder of the year. I think we just talked about him. Avery Williamson. We'll see. You were saying Avery Williamson. I'm going a different route. I believe in what Coach Thomas says. A players have to play like A players. They need mm. A level performances. So I'm not asking Avery Williamson to, add, to to step up and do all this other stuff. I'm just asking him to do his assignment. I don't want you doing too much because when you barely know what you're supposed to do, you try to do too much, mm. you end up doing two wrongs. We don't need that. But I'm talking to TJ. I'm talking to Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm talking to Joe Hayden if he's available. I'm talking to Cam Hayward. I'm talking to Stephon Tuitt. Those, those are the guys that I'm looking to because those are your quote-unquote A players, right? Those are the all pros. Those are the pro bowls, the guys that receive the attention that they receive for a reason. Their contracts or or reflecting of that. Obviously, TJ is in line to have his contract reflecting of that. Right. But those are the guys that I'm looking to. When we have injuries, when we have a little bit uh, of a weakness potentially – I'm asking those guys, hey, y'all got to be the reasons why we get out of here. Y'all got to step it up. So that's just for me. That's my perspective. That's how I look at it. Final one for me. Me. What was your best birthday? Oh, man. 19 for me. Uh, well, you know, you said best, not most memorable. So I go best. Best birthday was when I turned uh, – should have been when I turned 29. 
Okay. Yeah. I turned 29, man. My wife threw a surprise party for me. So I literally, I always was joking with her about surprise parties, right? For the past like two years leading up to, I'm like, man, I would love to have a surprise birthday party. Like that's dope. I always <laughs> see people get surprises, but I can never get a surprise. You gotta be the only person in the world who wants surprise. <laughs> Most people are like, don't give me a surprise. Party. I was over here like, I was like, man, I wish I was having a surprise, but I can never get surprised because I'm always paying. So how can I surprise myself if I'm already paying? I gotta organize it. So I was just joking about it, like I said, for a while, two years in advance. Yeah. Just just throwing it out there, throwing she it out there. It off. And then literally she pulled it off, and it was at the most just random time. I mean, literally. My birthday, it was the day of my birthday, and I'm not even thinking about it because at the time, my uh, my oldest had a basketball game, so we're just like, man, I'm going to go check out her. Actually, she didn't have a game. My cousins were in town. Their daughter had a game, but our daughters are the same age, so we're like, we're going to go out there and check it out. And I'm just like, all right, cool, whatever. And then I remember we were about to go home, and wifey's like, well, aren't you hungry? I'm like, actually, I'm starving right now. And she's like, well, if you want, I mean, we can go to uh, to Off the Hook because I was like, I'm craving Off the Hook. She's like, yeah, we just go to Off the Hook. Don't worry about it. Sure enough, I'm pulling up. I'm like, man, oh, I guess I'm showing up to my surprise birthday party today, huh? And I'm just, just throwing it out there, throwing us. I guess it's my birthday, huh? Surprise party, surprise. I walk to the front, and uh, the lady's at the desk, and I'm like, hey, uh, Arthur Motes, I'm looking for my surprise birthday party. I mean, it has to be, right? And she's looking at me, and, and wifey's like giving the, the chick like the eyes. She's like, oh, actually, go to that back room. And I go in the back, and it's literally <laughs> – 30 of like my immediate family, close friends, like people that I talk to every day, but I haven't seen in a while. Everybody's there. And I'm just like, wow, like completely floored, jolted. I'm just like, I had zero clue. Even me joking, I had no clue. And wifey's like, yeah, I thought you saw such and such when they were like, when you were driving in, they were parking and getting out. I thought you saw it. I'm like, I wasn't paying attention to anything. I'm just over here just in my own little world. Like, oh, whatever. Oh, but it. yeah, man. So oh, for it. me, that's definitely my most memorable birthday. Or yeah, yeah, my, my favorite birthday, memorable birthday, however you want to word yeah. it. Yeah. Mine was my 19th birthday. I feel like it's 19th birthday for a lot of people um, because that's the first birthday you get away from your parents and mm. you're in college. Uh, my 19th birthday, freshman year at WVU, like my four best friends uh, from high school all came to Morgantown for the mm. first time. Uh, my cousin, who is my best friend, who was a senior at WVU at the time, Jared. So. Me and my four best buddies from high school stayed at Jared's house on campus essentially for the weekend, and there was a mat like a like I'm talking like 14 inches of snow in Morgantown, oh, like the craziest snowstorm we that's had. Wild. So mm-hmm. it was like it was the six of us, this huge snowstorm. My birthday was the day that Sidney Crosby scored the golden goal Ooh, in Canada to uh-huh. beat the United. So like that epic hockey game, the snowstorm, just the entire weekend, which I won't go into stories and now, details. Now I would say, did you celebrate sure. the goal or how did you feel about that? No, I, I was crestfallen. I was because okay. I'm a big USA hockey guy. Okay, gotcha. um, but I will say I'm at least happy that it was Sid adding that yes. to his resume, yes. you know, and not uh, anybody else that it could have been. If it would have been – because, you know, there were a lot of guys on that team that were playing for the Flyers at the time. Mm-hmm. Like Jeff Carter was on right. that team, a couple other Flyers guys. Like if it would have been one of the Flyers guys or something, who nah, it's different. Been, yeah. At least we can – you know, at least it's something for Sid to brag about. All right, Motsi, we're uh, overdue for break here. Um, but I think I know what's coming up next. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. Yes, indeed, baby. When we get out of break, we are going five-star matchups, baby. I cannot wait. So stay tuned, baby. It's Moats and Eula on SNR. Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. 
Good afternoon, Steeler Nation. How we doing? Marvelous, darling. Just bloody marvelous. Oh, well, that is grand, if I do say so myself. <sighs> it's Moats and Euler, man. Hour number two. <sighs> and it's such a glorious day, baby. Nothing like being able to just talk football, talk life. Mm-hmm. Talk just great experiences, man, and just share that with the Power Grid, the Megawatts, who, by the way, have been doing a great job with their participation today. Honestly, man, this whole— We were talking about that during break, dude, yeah. like, this, this whole season has just been crazy. Started this summer. With the with the uh, the participation from the Megawatts, mm -hmm. man, like, we truly appreciate you, man. Some of the pictures, the Photoshop, so, some of the comments y'all have, the questions, man, it is always— just a breath of fresh air, man. You never know what you guys are going to say, but we always love it. Just want to let you know, man, we appreciate that. So continue. We continue. We do. We were just talking, like, especially, especially the past month, the, 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 the participation on Twitter has been fantastic. Uh, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say it makes it easier for us. Yes, yes, very easy. But it also makes it a lot more fun as well, too. And, and I feel like a lot of times, too, because of some of these questions and comments and stuff like that, it opens up that, different that, that's avenues That's what I mean in terms of making it easier for Absolutely. Us. Yeah. It opened up so much more areas, and, it, and it'll get so much more in-depth for things that we might think is a, a little bit, you know, we don't need to talk about this. It's good to know that, hey, well, no, we do want to know about that. So definitely, like I said, keep that going. And for those that aren't aware, the best way to do that, is to hit us on the dot com on the twitter.com. It's at the body 52. The body. And at Wesley Eula, baby. The good head. And now it's my favorite part of the show. Oh, yeah. My favorite thing to do on a Friday at no one o'clock. We get to talk a little five star matchups. We're humbled and excited to be in these five star matchups. Five star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup! Anybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it! Five-star Friday! Matchup number one. Well, let's not wait and stand among ceremony right here, all right? So listen, man, to start it out, the first matchup we got to talk about is Big Town Ball. We got Josh Allen, who's playing at a crazy level this year, even flirting with the MVP caliber level, versus Minka Fitzpatrick. Now, listen, I talked about Josh Allen. We, we, we've heard Avery Williamson speak on Josh Allen. Josh Allen is very dynamic. But Josh Allen does have a little bit of an issue when it comes to turnovers because he... Mm is at that point where the hero ball is coming too easy for him, and sometimes he doesn't respect just the professionalism of defense at this level. With that being said, we know how productive Minka Fitzpatrick has been. We know how he generates turnovers, both in the passing game and in the rushing game. He is a ball magnet. This is a, a matchup right here where he is going to have to take advantage of the mishaps that Josh Allen has. It's not a lot, but when those opportunities present themselves, the games where the Bills have struggled have been the games where teams have been able to take advantage of those bad passes, of those fumbles that he has at the end of some of his long runs. If you can make those plays, Minka Fitzpatrick, it'll be a great day for the Steelers on defense, baby. Hmm. Minka, back at it, Josh Allen. That's a good, that's a good start right there, folks. I'll tell you what. Big time ball this week. Five star Friday, matchup number two. Now, the second thing, you think I'm going to talk about one quarterback and not talk about the other one? Boy, you know we got to talk about Big Ben Roethlisberger. You know Big Ben Roethlisberger. You know what I'm saying? The gunslinger. That guy. Versus Tredavious White. Woo, woo, woo. 
We talking good on good. Man, we know what Big Ben is. We heard me talk about the MVP caliber season of Josh Allen. Well, guess what? I'm going to say the exact same thing about Ben Roethlisberger, who is also having an MVP caliber season. You talk about a guy who's been not only great above the neck, but, man, his productivity on the field, his touchdown-to-interception ratio has been great this year. His completion percentages look good this year as well. But we also know that Davis White has been doing a great job mm-hmm. of generating turnovers. Yes, he has. He has a very, very good knack and natural ability of tricking and baiting quarterbacks into throws. I mean, you saw it against the Chargers multiple times. You saw it against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. And it's very rare you see Russell Wilson get tricked. Davis does a great job of that type of stuff. And he is a ball-hawking cornerback. He is the guy that will follow around the the, the most uh, productive player from a receiving, uh, a receiving threat standpoint. Correct. He is that guy. So... Look for Big Ben to take advantage of him, though, man. Anytime you get good on good, you get veteran versus veteran. I always lean to the veteran who has a lot more experience, a lot more experience at this particular stage in these particular matchups, and that's the situation with Big Ben. Big Ben obviously is in his, what, 30th year in the NFL compared to to Trey White, who I believe is in his fourth year. So you can just see it's a little bit different in terms of the experience that he's seen versus what Ben has seen. I do think Ben is going to be the difference, though, in his – in terms of not being able to be tricked by Trey, uh, by Trey White, not being able to allow him to show him certain looks and then change it post-snap. I think that this is going to be a, a great situation for Big Ben and using his veteran leadership and, and just his wisdom. Three interceptions in the last four games for Davis White. Gonna take and, care and, of that pigskin. And some of, I mean, he had one big one against the Niners on the goal line, yep. kept points off the board. Yep. Yeah, man, big-time player. Big-time player, as good as advertised. Five-star Friday, matchup number three. Now, since we're talking about big-time defenders and as good as advertised, you think we're going to talk about Trey Davis-White and not talk about the defensive player of the year, front runner, or at least a top-two candidate in T.J. Watt? You think I'm not going to talk about T.J. Watt? Come on, baby. You know I got to talk about T.J. Watt. What's a show without a T.J. Watt? And in particular, T.J. versus Daryl Williams, the right tackle for the Buffalo Bills. Now, Daryl... He's a guy, he's been in the league for a good amount of time now. He started his career, I believe, in Carolina, was down there for a long time. And obviously, he came to Buffalo a year ago where he was not supposed to be the starter. Now, obviously, this year, Cody Ford, who was their starting right tackle, went out early in the year, and Daryl has had to step up and be the guy. He's filled in admirably, but he is the weak link of that offense. He is the weakest link of that offensive line. He is the reason why they give up a good amount of pressure. Now, Josh does a good job of covering for him in terms of making guys miss and extending plays. So that's why you won't see a a crazy amount of sack numbers. But Darrell has been getting beat a good amount of times. And this is a matchup where T.J. Watt has to dominate him from start to finish, not only in the pass game, but in the run game as well. Because Darrell, like I said, man, good player, but he just does not have the talent to hold up against T.J. Watt for four quarters. And that has to be very clear and very evident. T.J. got to dominate. You're talking about A-plus players being A-plus players. I want you to play to that level. And that's why we speak on him dominating, not just winning, just winning is not enough. If it's a stalemate or it's close, that is not enough. Your A players have to dominate those matchups, and this is one where he should absolutely dominate from start to finish. I like it. I like it. Five-star Friday, matchup number four. Now it's going to get a little saucy, baby, because uh, initially with this matchup right here, I had it written down. I always like to prepare a little bit in advance. So I had it initially as Vince Williams and Robert Spillane sure. with the sprinkle of Avery Williamson. Then it was Vince Williams and Avery Williamson. Now it's Avery Williamson. Okay? Solo. Avery Williamson versus Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. 
Avery is getting on a moving train. He's done, he's done well in the limited action that he's had, but now he's going to get an expanded role. Now he's going to get a big-time role, and it's against a team that he's played against. We heard that in the interview earlier today. But Devin Singletary and Zach Moss have been a very productive duo for the Bills this year. Um, they both situationally run really well. They have the explosive uh, ability to, to break some longer runs. We've seen that multiple times pop on tape, but they do a good job out the backfield catching passes. Not necessarily running a ton of routes. Not like Le'Veon Bell, we're thinking, in terms of running the whole route tree, but they get them the ball early in the flats. They screen game to those guys and just allow them to make a guy miss. Avery Williamson is going to have to be a good tackler, a sure tackler, because he's going to have a good amount of matchups with Singletary, who is more of your smaller, more elusive back. Think more of a, a poor man, Shady McCoy. And then you have Zach Moss, who's more of a younger version of Frank Gore. That's how those two guys are. That's how they operate. Either way, though, Avery is going to be put in some situations where he's going to have to one-on-one -on -one tackle these guys. That's got to be where his bread and butter is. I don't need him to do anything spectacular. Just be a short tackle. If he can do that, that will help out a big-time way for this defense. For sure. Oh, man, Avery Williamson. Welcome to the party, pal. Absolutely, man. You, hey, you want to be the green dot guy? Welcome to Five Star Friday, baby. Let's go. Five Star Friday. That boy good. Keep it going. Don't you short it. Keep it going. Matchup number five. That boy good. That boy is good. But we got to talk, man, a little special teams ball right here, man. In particular, we got two big-time returners, man, and both have ties to Buffalo. Ray Ray McLeod, the former Buffalo Bill, who's been lighting it up as a return man for us, who was long overdue for a return touchdown, versus Andre Roberts, who is the current Buffalo Bills return guy, who throughout his career has been lighting it up. All pro, multiple-time pro bowler, and he happens to be a part of the best draft class in NFL history. That 2010 class, shout-out to him for that. But this is a matchup right here. This is big because both of these guys have provided spark for their teams at various points in the season. Both of these guys have shown what they can bring to the table and just the energy that they can provide when they make splash plays in the return game. Now, obviously, Ray Ray McLeod is 100% healthy. With Andre Roberts, he was listed as questionable yesterday. So that could go extremely well for us and, and, and bode well for our favor. But this is going to be a scenario where, man, the person that dominates the return game I feel like that's going to be that added element, that boost that we really need. Because we know as it pertains to special teams here in Pittsburgh right now with Boswell, we know he was banged up a little bit last week, didn't play. And then obviously earlier in the week, he was still dealing with some stuff. So understanding his status and how healthy he is come Sunday, this could be a, a bigger element of that, man. When you're talking about getting points, when you're talking about flipping the field and things like that, man. So look for Ray Ray McLeod to have a big time impact in this game, man. I dig it. All sides of the football, as he always does. Arthur Motes with your five-star Friday matchups. One more time, partner, for those who might have missed it or just want to double-check their notes. Absolutely, man. We got good on good in terms of Josh Allen versus Mika Fitzpatrick. Man, we talking pro bowler on pro bowler, future all pro on all pro. Then after that, you got to go with Big Ben, the gunslinger. Man, that guy seven. We know who he is. Versus Trey White, Trey Davis White, the all pro cornerback from the Buffalo Bills. That's another good on good matchup, man. It gets no better. Have your popcorn ready. 
Then from there, man, we got to go to our Defensive Player of the Year candidate, man. TJ Watt versus Daryl Williams, who is a veteran but a journeyman, man. Has not been a, a, a staple in that offense line in Buffalo this year, man. You have to take advantage of that matchup. And then from there, we got to talk about the newly acquired Pittsburgh Steeler, Avery Williamson, making his debut as the green dot linebacker mm. here in Pittsburgh. Mm. Versus Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. And then to wrap it up, man, we got to talk a little special teams ball. Ray Ray McLeod versus Andre Roberts. The former Buffalo Bill versus the current Buffalo Bill. Who makes the impact plays to help their team be victorious? And those are your five-star Friday matchups. Whoever wins the most of those will determine the outcome of Stillers. Bills Sunday night in prime time in Buffalo. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. And just a quick reminder, these things are happening, man. We saw last week, we talked about the trickeration and how to beat that. We saw Mike Hilton do a great job of using the fundamentals. So, trust me, man. Take notes. Pay attention, <laughs> baby. But... With that being said, I take notes and I pay great attention to the people in the room that produce the show and tell me that it's a break. So with that being said, I'm about to take a break. So this is Mosey Euler on SNR. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, indeed, it's Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler. You, know, you, you would have thought by now I really they would have got care. this thing To checked, me, it's a, you know, it's a T. We, we win together, we lose together. You know, it don't matter to me. No, 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 no. It matters. <laughs> it, on Fridays, it matters. Ah. <laughs> you can see who's the selfish one in here, folks. No, 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 no. It's just, you know, it, it's easy to not be selfish when you get the, the eight. You get your name said hey, first for how many days out the year, man? You know, there's been a couple times this Jeez, year that I've man. done a solo show. I still uh -huh. say Euler remotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time I'm in you, here. You say you still say Euler, though, first, though. Next huh? time you leave me hanging and you go do some TV stuff, I'm just going to say this is Euler on SNR. don't. Leave you hanging. They take me from you. <laughs> you leave me hanging more than a bad handshake. I don't leave you hanging. They remove me from your presence. <laughs> I'll never let Moats and I are like uh on the Titanic. I'll never let go. I'll never let go. I'll never let go. <laughs> but anywho, man, speaking of letting go and not letting go, man, are we gonna see the Pittsburgh Steelers offense let go of the philosophy of not oh. needing to run the ball? Or are we going to see them change that against this Buffalo Bills defense? Because this Bills defense, man, they've been playing well. They finally are starting to get back healthy. We talked about at that midway point of the season, man, they started to have a lot of injuries starting to pile up, especially at the uh, interior linebacker position. Whereas now those guys are starting to get back out there. Those guys are starting to get a lot more healthier. Uh, Matt Milano, they're the, the B or – 1A, 1B to that that dynamic duel that they have at their inside linebacker spot. Mm -hmm. He came back last week from IER, played about 30, 40% of the snaps, but we anticipate his role increasing Uptick a lot more, week, man. Yeah. Um, and, and that's going to be interesting to see, man, because you talk about him, uh, Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds, they do a really good job in terms of playing against some of these running backs or, or shutting down some of these running games. But at the same time, they've been inconsistent due to some of the injuries. So statistically, when you look on paper, they're not good against the run on paper. But when you've seen them when they're healthy, they have done well in that standpoint. So that's what I want to know. I mean, are we going to see the Steelers try to challenge them and check them in that area? Mm. Or do they resort back to what they've been doing for the past 12 games? <laughs> 
150 passes for Big Ben in the last three games. I don't expect quite that number. Uh, having James Conner back, we'll ha- we believe James Conner and Marquise Pouncey are going to be back Sunday night. Correct. That will help. Well, because they both have been well, – Connor has been activated. Right, and we're Pouncey and Pouncey, is, uh, I think, I think today, a day yes. or maybe tomorrow. He yeah, because I know yes. just because of when he went on. Ten days. It, yes. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah, they just activate him. Steelers activate Marquis Pouncey off reserve. There we go. There we so, go. Yeah. so that will certainly help, and that they they will definitely run the ball more with Pouncey and with Connor available. But it's still going to be heavy bent. Like it, it might not be 47, 48, 49, 50 passes Arthur Motes, but it's still going to be. 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, something like that. Yeah. Now, the one thing I will say that could change that is if the Steelers come out like they have the last few weeks and they're getting drops from the wide receivers like they have the last few weeks. We could see that, yeah, they could abandon it and just say, you know what, we're going to run the ball, right, wrong, or indifferent. You we're know what, as it. long as our defense can keep this game close, yeah. right, wrong, or indifferent, we're, we're going to run the ball because we don't trust yeah. the wide receivers to well, make the and catches. And that's the thing, though. So, <clears throat> typically – when you're a part of struggling offenses, right? The one thing we would say, it, you can still be a very good team with a struggling offense as long as they run the ball and don't turn the ball over. You should be able to run the ball, play good defense and special teams. So in this particular scenario, we talked a little bit about special teams, right? Well, obviously Ray Ray McLeod, but we still are trying to see what's going to happen with Chris Boswell if he's 100% good to go. Because if he is, well, now you have two parts of that potentially. Now we still have some of those injury concerns on defense as well. But the offense is the part where you're like, okay, if you aren't going to be capable of some of these big-time plays or some of the field-flipping pass interferences, then maybe it might be time to just say, you know what, we're going to run the ball because at least that's going to eat up clock. That's going to keep your defense on the sideline. Even though when you looked, like I said, the time possession – Technically, the, the Steelers had a really good time possession. But when you watch the game, the flow of it, that is not very accurate in terms of equating to the offense being on the field a long time. Right. It's more so related to the defense right. being able to force three and outs and turnovers and constantly getting them the ball back. But they didn't sustain a lot of longer drives. So, to me, I'm saying to myself, man, if they're going to continue to have drops early on, why not go to that approach of let's run the ball and at least chew up clock because right. we know our defense is good enough to keep us in it. We keep know our TJ special team yeah. is good enough to keep us in it and make a play. But if we come out here and we're just trying to throw it all these times and we're constantly putting our defense back out there, eventually the dam will break. You know what? We're going to give our score predictions next. You and I have already shared them with each other We've both got a higher scoring ish game. Absolutely. As we're mm-hmm. talking this out in real time, maybe I want to. Maybe maybe I'm rethinking that. See, for me, the only reason why <clears throat> I still feel with this, it'll be a high scoring affair. Number one, our defense, we're we're injured a little bit, right? We're leaking some oil right now. Secondary linebacker position. Obviously, we still got some issues up front with a bug going down. So I do think that they will, and, and they are a very prolific offense. Oh, they can sure. put up points. For sure. So I do think they will have success on us. But at the same time, I feel like even though we are still trying to figure out our running situation, across the board from a skill position standpoint, we are going to have enough that when they go outside of Trey White and then you talk Levi Wallace, who's been sometimes really good, sometimes just okay, after that, now you're going to run out of bodies. Whereas for us, we're not running out of body. We're going Claypool. We're going Washington. We have Deontay. We we have uh, 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 Juju. Not even talking Ebron. So it's like you just see – how many layers to that that we have. And I think that's the part that will present some challenges for the Bills. That's why I think it will be a little bit more of a higher scoring affair.
I dig it. Well, we'll we'll get to those scores here in just a few minutes. And what we are going to get to, not only are we going to get to the stores, uh, to the scores, but we're going to also sing the song again, man. We got to mm. sing the official diss track of the Pittsburgh Steelers one more time in that we last do. segment. And we have to get something before we. get It out deals of here. with paper, and mm. you know I love paper. Got oh, to, got to money! Get paper. Yeah, gotta get to the, gotta get the paper. Show me the money. Yes, indeed. So if you haven't got your tweets in, speak now or forever hold your peace until uh, hopefully Monday. You never know <laughs> in the year 2020. But you better get those tweets in, man. So if you haven't got them in, get them in now. Score prediction tweets. We haven't read them off. We will be reading them in our next segment. So at TheBody52 on Twitter. TheBody. And at, uh, at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And uh, this is Boston Euler on Steel Nation Radio. Somewhere up a New York way Where the people are so gay Twisting the night away This is the Steelers Blitz With Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes On your 24-7 home of the black and gold SNR Remix! We got DJ Wesley Euler on the ones and twos, man He give me a little... I like it. <laughs> we, we've, had, we've had just a few issues in this studio this week, but Arthur Motes, we do not seek comfort. No, we cut our eyelids just, off back we and forth. We, we just keep it moving. This is what we do. Yeah, we, we're not worried about what, what it may look like or sound like. We're going to make it work, though. That's what we, we got, do. You know, do. we got to get this in on Friday. Yes, though. indeed. So, you know what it is, man. When that Sam Cook get the plan, man, you feel the vibe, man. Twist the night away. But more importantly, man, it gets us in the mood because we're in the mood for diss tracks. We are in the do- we're in the mood for taking, you know, that mm. energy and keeping it the same every single week. And that energy is pointed towards Buffalo this week. Yes, it is. And you think just because I played in Buffalo, we're not going to give them everything that they want? You think because I played in Buffalo, we're not going to give them another diss track? You think because I played in Buffalo, we only going to sing the diss track once? You done lost your mind? No mercy. No mercy. No eyelids. Give it to them the way I like it. Rough. No surrender. No retreat. We go win in Buffalo. Burn the bridges. Let's go. And then we burn eat, the boats. And then we eat. Here we go. Pamani Brothers over Ankle Bar. Let's get it. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Here 4-1-2 we go. over the 716 any day. Give me Wiz Khalifa over Benny the Butcher. Let's get it. Chair to Stellars, the black and a gold. Facts, black and gold all day. Kind of Pittsburgh's heart and soul. You feel it, heart and soul. Uh-huh. Stiller Nation has the best radio host. Where we listen to SNR with Euler and Bones. Here we go. Up the road we go to Buffalo. What up, 716? There's one thing yins need to know. The black and gold are coming. Yeah, we suffered our first defeat, but on Sunday night, it's wings and wins that we eat. Here we go. We taking double W's, and we're going to take ankle bar wings on the way back. Just so you can know, we dropping off all the Pamani sandwiches for anybody in Buffalo that, you know, needs a little comfort food after that L y'all finna take. But you already know what it is. Verse 2, West Euler with the good hair. Rock out one more time for it, please. Yeah, it's time for the Stillers to bounce back. Oh, yeah, bounce back season like a ball. Didn't sing a song last week we lacked. It's on us, okay. But now we're back in primetime like Jimmy Fallon. Gonna be a long night for young Josh.
Josh Allen, here we go. Josh, I hope you got your running shoes because TJ is coming. I hope you got your pinpoint accuracy because Minka Fitzpatrick is coming. And more importantly, man, that third verse is coming. And you know my man West, he does not play. So go grab that Buffalo bottle horns and get out. Yeah, the offense needs a kickstart. It needs a kickstart a little bit. Ben going to give him a shot to the heart. We ain't dropping no balls, you'll see. And we get back on track with another victory. A victory, a victory, victory. And you better believe it, man. This is what we are going to do, man. Black and gold over the blue and red. You know how we feeling out here, man. I can't wait. It's going to get excited. It's going to get gory. And it's going to be in prime time. And we know what Coach Tomlin does in prime time. Well, we know what he does in prime time. We know what Ben Roethlisberger does in prime time. And more importantly, man, this is the TJ Watt Defense Player of the Year official come out party, baby. Let's get it. Here we go, Arkhamotes. You put the chopper back in the trunk. We're, we're back in business. You put you put the weapons back away. I mean, you, you sent some big time shots right there. You, you, you good? I'm good. All right. I'm good. Let the paramedics sort we're them out. We're smoking in here. Let the paramedics sort them out. We good, baby. All right. You ready for the gamut here? Uh-oh. Let's do it. But you know what? Before we do this, I like this thing we've done the last couple weeks, you know, where we read your predictions with a little bit of a soundtrack. Uh -oh. Ah. Yeah, don't say. Mavs got 24 to 23 Steelers. Ray, 35 to 21 Steelers. We bounce back. Fine. Run. James Connor, run. Steven says Steelers 24. Bills 14. Oh, Brett. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brett with a, uh, a, a an off-the-wall score here. Pittsburgh 24, Buffalo 19. I like it. Hmm. Uh, Trenton says, as much as I would love a good blowout, I predict it'll be close. 27 to 24 Steelers victory. All thanks to Mr. Euler's Here We Go song. Here we go. Uh, you got me, Yin's got me blushing. Cuban Dan says, no prediction today. I'm still emotionally recovering from last week. Just a shout out <laughs> to the best show on SNR. Well, thank you, Dan. We shout appreciate it. Cuban Dan. Uh, Ryan says, calling 24 to 17 Pittsburgh. Only two drops this week from the wide receivers. James Washington with another touchdown. I like it. I like it. Rudy says, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Uh, he says, I have to take some of the blame, too, for last week. I didn't get my score prediction in. Hey, we're, all we're all sharing in the blame. Yes. Uh, this week, Steelers 27, Bills 20. Our buddy Thrash in Virginia, Steelers 28, Bills 29 uh, in a game full of stout defenses. We're going to see some high-powered offenses as well. Ben and Josh light it up, but Ben makes a few more plays to secure the victory. Kayla has... Uh, let's see here. She says, one of my favorite remixes. Here we go, remixes so far. Thanks for bringing it back along with the mojo. Steelers, 28. Bills, 27. Touchdown run for James Conner wins it. Uh, Midwest Mouths has 28-16. to 16 Steelers, big bounce back game from Eric Ebron and Marcus Allen fills in nicely. I like that, too. Uh, Brian from Washington says, Steelers in a close one, 24-21 on my fifth hour of driving the lonely roads, listening to the show as always. Thank you, Brian. Be safe out there for sure. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Score predictions, Arthur Motes. Randy chimes in. Uh, great song this week. All is right with the world. Pittsburgh wins a close, low-scoring one, 13-10. Uh, and let's see here. We got a lot of love for the song. I appreciate it from mm -hmm, Yin's guys. Mm -hmm. Annie says, uh, game prediction, Steelers 31, Bills 24. Steelers by an order of wings and some ranch. <laughs> Jarrett, 27-17. Steelers shine in prime time. 
Let's see, we got any others here, Motsi? I know we got some more. Rebecca, the lit one! Lit, 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 lit. Steelers, 27, Bills, 24, hashtag, here we go. Joan chimes in and says, Arthur Motes to the practice squad so he can get the body in shape. <laughs> the Bills come due for last year's color rush loss. Steelers, 31, Buffalo, 20. I like the, I like mm -hmm. the play on words there by Joan. Mm -hmm. uh, King Dussie says... Uh, so glad I can rock with you guys today. Steelers win 24 to 17. Arthur Motes. Let's check here. One more double check. I think that's about it here. Uh, let's see. David, the Photoshop extraordinaire. Ah, uh, yes. Steelers 28, Bills 21. Uh, Irie says Steelers bounce back. Big win. 31 to 9. Irie has the Steelers. Um, okay. And that's all that I'm seeing here, Arthur Motes. I'll check one more time uh, before we get out of here with our uh, our final score predictions. But I think it's time for uh, it's time for you and I to speak our piece now, isn't it? I feel like it is. There's only one way we do that. I mean, it has to happen while we get some paper, right? Got to get that paper. Show me the money. Show me the money. Autumn is a raider. It is. I knew it was going to happen. Let's Swaggering go. boisterously <laughs> across the golden plains. That went good. That went good. Autumn is a pirate taking everything in its path. <laughs> Arthur Motes, after a hiccup earlier in the season that saw me have my first 0-5 week ever, you my night, first man. losing record ever. Back-to-back mm -hmm. uh, -back four in one weeks here. Uh -huh. we, are, we are now, you know, back to like, I think five games over 500. We've been sitting pretty these last few weeks. So let's keep the good mojo rolling. Arthur Motes, you know, I said a few weeks ago that I was off the college football for 2020. Yes, I remember College that. football's been too unpredictable, too mm -hmm. much going on with the pandemic, with, with college athletics. Yeah. I'm just, I'm sitting it out for the rest of the year. Arthur Motes, I'm back on the college football. Hey, there we go. I'm like a politician, all right? Just do as I say, not as I do. Uh, two games for you on Saturday. A little Big Ten action, a little ACC action. Mm -hmm. Iowa at home against Wisconsin. Iowa's ranked, but they're the underdog at home. Ooh, home dogs? I think people are still falling in love with what we saw with Wisconsin at the beginning of the year where Wisconsin came out like gangbusters. Okay. But then they had to shut down for like three weeks, right, because they had that huge COVID outbreak. They have not been the same team ever since. Right. Give me Iowa straight up just to win. Double your money against Wisconsin. I'm going to do a similar thing. No points here. Like just it. a straight like up in a, in a game between two good teams. Miami, the U, hosts UNC, the Tar Heels, 16 versus 10, Motsi. little top 20 mm -hmm. ACC clash. Uh, Miami, just a slight favorite at home on the money line. So give me Miami minus 125 to straight up beat UNC. I so like I got I Iowa, like Iowa to beat Wisconsin, Miami to beat UNC. Nice and simple. No points involved with the college spreads. Now on to Sunday. Oh, the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee dance. Titans travel to Jacksonville, Arthur Motes, and they might not have A.J. Brown, but that's still going to be enough for them to win by more than seven points. Mm -hmm. I'll take Tennessee minus a touchdown, laying the points there on the road. The Cardinals travel cross-country to the Giants. Mm. The Giants are feeling themselves, maybe a little too much. You know, some of their players, have been, they've been uh -oh. making the media rounds. Uh -oh. I've seen a lot of Giants on ESPN uh -oh. this week. Here we go. The Cardinals are trying I mean, to get right. a little 20-minute drive with them, though. <laughs> Cardinals are trying to get right. I think they do get right. Give me the Cardinals minus one and a half to beat the Giants in a close one. And then my favorite bet of the week, 
The Kansas City Chiefs host the Miami Dolphins. Mm. Arthur Motes, the Chiefs are going to win that game, but what do we know about the Chiefs for the most part this season? They win close games. They do. The Dolphins yeah. are getting seven and a half points. With the way we know that the Dolphins play, turnover-free, yes. stout defense, good special teams. Who's the quarterback this week, though? Tua, 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 okay. just, You never know. He runs and throws. He yeah. runs and throws. He has, he has the whole song now? He has a song now? Tua, 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 Tua the Chiefs win that game, Arthur Motes, but they win by four points, by six points, by seven points, something like that. So give me the Dolphins plus seven and a half, the Chiefs to win, right. but Miami to cover. So again, real quick here, Arthur Motes, uh, Iowa to beat Wisconsin, Miami to beat UNC, the Titans minus seven, the Cardinals minus one and a half, and the Dolphins plus seven and a half. Those are my show me the money picks for this week. Now, Arthur Motes on to what the people came for, Stillers. Uh-oh. Bills Uh back in prime time where these two teams belong a proper five-star matchup only the way to do it our buddy Brian Bacco yesterday joined us he said 31 to 27 Buffalo there's nobody who knows these two teams better than the guy sitting across from me right now Arthur Motes so buddy what say you well for me man I am sharing a similar score to our trusted uh, colleague Okay. Mr. Brian Backo. Mm-hmm. He was 31-27. I am actually 31-28. Ooh. I think it would be a high-scoring affair, man. Both of these teams are going to be able to move the ball. Uh, both of these teams do possess good defenses, and I think they will – I do think both teams will have a turnover from that standpoint. But ultimately, man, I do feel like it's going to come down to one of those game-winning drives, field goal kick, score one for the good guys. You know, I was looking at this sheet we got here. Our buddy Brian Bacca once, twice, thrice, now four times has picked against the Steelers this year. Uh-huh. I'm looking at our sheet, Motsi. We have not, neither of us, picked against the Steelers yet through uh, 12 possible tilts. Oh, so you 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 already knew what my prediction was then? Uh, yeah, because you told me. Um, oh, okay, I was just checking because I made sure I didn't say if it was for the Steelers or for the Bills today. Oh, you said 31-28. That's what I said. That's it for the good guys. Uh-huh. Hmm. I see what he did there. Ah. He picked the Steelers, folks. Ah. All right. He's trying to ah. leave it out there. Ah. Arthur Motes has 31-28 <laughs> Steelers. Now, I was thinking, this might be the last opportunity for Arthur Motes to pick against the Steelers this year, and he did not. Folks, when the Pittsburgh Steelers first played the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, right? Mm-hmm. Week 8. Remember, it's supposed to be week 7. It got moved to week right. 8. I said to you, I'm going to pick the Steelers to win that game, which I did. I picked the Steelers to win. I got it right here, 21 to 17. You, you, you hear all this buildup. Y'all know what he said. Y'all love for it. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> you, you're, the, you're the host today. You know, you're just supposed to manufacture the drama here. Yeah, yeah all this building up. Yeah, all this part of the product. Hey, guys. So I'll let y'all know. What do you want me to do? Come on here and be like, all right, well, here's what I think is going to happen in the game. All right, we'll talk to you on Monday. It's, it's your remote. No, no, no. You're supposed to say it first. You're supposed to say it first. Get the reaction and then respond to it. you just trying to, to, to lighten the bow. It's kind of like when, when you know you're about to do something bad and you're like, all right, let me do something good first before I give something bad. Week eight. <laughs> I said that I was going to pick against the Steelers once this year, and I said that it was going to be when the Ravens came to Heinz Field. I uh-huh. said I got the Steelers winning in Baltimore, uh-huh. but Baltimore's going to return the favor on Thanksgiving. That's what I said week eight. Listen, man. Before we had. Hey, hold on now. He's All bluffing. Right, now. He's bluffing. He's not going to do it. <laughs> this is what CR's talking about. You're not letting me finish. <laughs> is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? And I lied. When that when that game came around, obviously because of all the Ravens that were out, I picked the Steelers to win. I am 
I'm a homer, baby. Is but I'm not I'm not enough of the homer to pick the Steelers in all 16 games this season. I I just can't. For my own integrity, I just can't in an NFL season pick an NFL team, even the one that I love, to win 16 times in 16 games. 31 to 24 Buffalo. I didn't think he was going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to Wesley Euler for doing it. Now, I do agree with you on that. Because at the beginning of the season, you had already picked the Steelers to have some losses. I love that energy. You are doing what we like to say, keeping that energy. I'm just being for honest. Me, I picked us to go 16 and 0 at the beginning of the year. So forgive me, but uh, I got to keep that same energy. <laughs> I can't say, oh, I picked y'all to be 16 and 0 when it's all good. And now, the first time of adversity, so, I'm flipping the script. Like, so this will be no. great, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, you could blame me for the pick, but right. you got to give me credit for the song. I, you know, I've put Absolutely. the power grid in a tough situation. You have. Here. I like that, though. I've put the power grid like in, a, in a tough situation here. Uh, one last check, Motsi, uh, before I hit the music and let you get out of here. Our final predictions squeaking in at the last second. Um,. Let's see here. Let's see here. Dakota, uh, Steelers 32, Bills 27. Mm. Oklahoma zone, 17 to 13. Steelers win. Wallace, Steelers 27, Bills 24. Uh, Mr. Taylor, Steelers 31, Bills 20. So I don't think anyone picked the Bills then. We do not. I don't think anyone picked the Bills. We do not. And TC chimes in and says we need a big game from 97 and 91. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised. Nobody picked the Buffalo Bills except for myself and Brian Backo. We're like Jon Snow. Well, Moats doesn't watch Game of Thrones. You didn't get this reference. But we're like Jon Snow. I've heard of the guy, though. In the, in the Battle of the B-Words episode. Is that Winter is Coming? I'm just standing there, me and that's, Backo that's about, that's with about swords all while we get chased down by all of Steelers. I've, I've seen that little meme before, though, where he's like, yeah, I, yeah, I like that that's meme. Me I, right I, now. I use it a lot. I don't know what it means, but I use it a lot, though. Arthur Moats. <laughs> I tell you what, no matter what happens. We're going to have some fun on Monday. Oh, without That's a doubt, for man. Sure. Without um, a doubt. So I will hit the music here, and I will uh, let you sh uh, shut down shop. <sighs> My party people. Y'all know what this is, man. Y'all know what time it is, man. First of all, I got to give a big time shout out to everybody that's been listening today, man. The Power Grid, the Megawatts. Without y'all, the show does not go. So, man, big time kudos for y'all. Shout out to everybody that tweeted in, man. We love the participation as well, man. The feedback is always a fun time. Got to give a big time kudos to my producer, man. Wesley Euler, man, keeping me sounding crispy, not allowing the system to crash on me. Man, I appreciate you for that. I also got to thank my co-host, man, my partner in crime, my beach chair today, man, Mr. Wesley Yola <laughs> with the good hair. Gosh, that boy does it. Oh. <sighs> but yeah, man, I appreciate you, baby. Yes, of course. Yes, indeed. Yes, Another indeed. Another fun week. Hey, uh, apologies to the uh, to the power grid for the yeah, technical yesterday issues yesterday. Crazy, but crazy, man. We got back for Friday. We got the song in. We got the picks yeah, in. That's man. what really, we got listen, the five-star matchups in. Listen, That's what we, really we don't seek comfort. We seek solutions. Right. We found solutions, and now we're playmaking, all right? It's been one of those years. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Such is life in the NFL. So... <laughs> With that being said, man, enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. More importantly, enjoy the game. And you know where to find us next week. You're 24-7. Home of the black and gold. Steelers. Mm -hmm. Nation. Mm -hmm. Radio. Wow.